0: Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to try to have you out of here. Oh, Lord, okay. The Lord moved late tonight, didn't he? I'm going to try to have you out of here by 8. I'll just have you out of here before 9. All right? So if you want to look at this part of the, the, uh, this part, it says, the Holy Spirit is given to believers. The Holy Spirit is given to believers. Okay? We did this last week or last three weeks ago, I guess it was. First of all, you have to believe. You have to believe. Secondly, after you believe, then you receive. Now, I know a lot of people that complain about that phrase, believe and receive, you know, blab and grab. You've heard that before. People who don't like or attest to the prosperity doctrine, uh, And it was amazing. You ever heard of Peter Popoff? Is he still alive? I saw one of his TV commercials last night on television. Of course, I was watching a movie from 1980. Okay? So, uh, of what? Which ones? The notes? I don't. You can make some more. Have my wife help you. All right. So if you believe then you receive. All right? So you believe and you receive. So let's first of all we believe and these signs shall follow them that believe. You go across the page it says in my name they shall speak with new tongues. Mark 16:17. That's red letter in your Bible. That's Jesus talking there. And the next one, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Go across the page. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. So you see, in the same verse, John seven thirty eight thirty nine, 39, Jesus was talking about believing and receiving. The third one, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, Acts 2, 38. So we're looking here about believing and receiving, okay? You cannot receive something you don't believe in. All right? I was talking with Ginger today. And uh, Ginger is uh, an analytical thinker. Anybody else in here an analytical thinker? Okay, so you analyze. You want to know why, how does this... I'm I'm not like that. I'd say, okay, Jesus was born of a virgin. The star was in the sky. There it is, okay? But there are people who want to know why. How does this work? And so we were talking about it's very hard at times for an analytical thinker to believe in supernatural because you can't explain supernatural. Sometimes you just can't explain it. All right, so how, how can you explain when someone has um, a broken arm and the bone is sticking up under the skin and you pray and the bone sinks back into the arm and disappears? How do you explain that? How do you explain it when you're, uh, Brother Bernie, how do you explain it when you're praying for somebody who has one leg that is shorter than the other and the short leg grows immediately out right there in your hand as you're praying for the person? How do you do that? Can I have one of those? Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. I didn't know what I was going to teach on because I only have a one-sided one up there. Now I've got lots. So everybody's got some notes now. So how do you explain the supernatural? So you have to believe. So th- this thing, like this whole thing—the president thing, and the, this 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 election, and all of this, and the, what the prophets are saying—and I'm telling you, these prophets are doubled down, man. They're not backing off. They say Trump will be, I, I'm, and I'm looking at it, saying, "How in the world?" But I'm going to believe it. I don't know how. I can't explain it. I don't know how. I can't even. I can't even give you an answer. Okay, I'm just believing that it's going to happen. What happens if it doesn't happen, but Tracy? I'll die in faith. I'll live in faith. I'll walk in faith. Amen. We'll just keep on going. Listen, we were we were doing church before Donald Trump was president. We we moved into this building when Barack Hussein No. Now, the Lord can move us in here when Barack Hussein O was in charge. Well, what can the Lord do with Brother Joe, Sleepy Joe? I mean, Brother Joe. You know? If he gets inaugurated, I want to see if he can make it through the the swearing in. Never mind. Never mind. Let's go on. Okay, the fourth one down here. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, right? Next one. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You heard the word and you were sealed with the Spirit of promise. That's Ephesians 1.13. And how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And that's Luke 11.13. So the Holy Spirit, the Father wants to give us because it's his spirit. He wants to give you. If you have kids, you know that you want your kids to have the best that you can provide for them. You want them to, you, you, this is what you say, I want you to have it better than I had it. Right? So, so then we spoil them. And then we ruin them. And then we wish to God we wouldn't have. But anyhow it happens. Your Father in heaven loves you more than your natural father does. He died for you. Gave his life. Down here in the left box, God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts eleven seventeen. And then the next one, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Acts nineteen two. So there is a correlation between receiving and b- believing. Okay, flip their chart over. The purpose of the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the Holy Spirit. Number 1, on the left side, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God's new manifestation. John 4:24. John 7:37 through 39. Is there any more extra notes out there? he's making some okay so the Holy Spirit is God's new manifestation let's look at it this way in creation in creation Genesis chapter 1 God was a creator thank you all right God was a creator he hovered over the waters and created right come on now in salvation in the New Testament God spirit dwelt inside the body of Jesus He died on the cross, yes. Then he said, I am now with you, but I shall be in you. So, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God comes into believers to live forever. So, if you have received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in your life, that Holy Ghost is never going to leave you. I mean, it will, but you've got to be really bad. You've got to be really, really bad for the Holy Spirit to leave you. You've got to be flat-out blasphemous. You've got to be breathing smoke and fire, sulfur and vapor for that to happen. So God's new manifestation is that. It's the promise of the Father. Okay, the promise of the Father. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the promise of the Father, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. He was, and uh, also Acts 1-4, and being assembled together at the top of page 4 of your notes, together with them commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So the Holy Ghost is also called the promise of the Father. All right? So when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the promise of the Father in your life. Then Acts 2.39, for the promises unto you and your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The Holy Ghost is a gift. It's a gift. You don't have to work for the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. All you got to do is receive it. Believe that he wants to give it to you, and you receive it. Okay, if you need more notes, Danny's got fresh ones. Hot off the press. Flag him up there and let him know. Okay, so it is a gift. Acts two thirty eight. Then Peter said, "Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." Acts eleven seventeen. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? Luke eleven thirteen. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, thank you, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, so it is a gift. It is the comforter. How many of you have had bad times? We've all had bad times. How many of you trust in the Lord? Yeah? Yeah, how many of you think you, trusted, you know how to trust the Lord? Okay, well, lose your job. Don't get any more unemployment. Don't get any food stamps. Get an eviction notice. Get your power shut off. Trust God. Do we trust God? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Amen. I'd rather go through tough times in life with the Holy Ghost in my life I can't imagine going through life without the Holy Ghost, without God's Spirit in my life. I can't imagine that. You know, I know I'm, I'm an old guy. You kids are young, and it, you know, but I've got to have the Holy Ghost in my life. John fifteen twenty six. But I will send you the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus talking here in the Living Bible, the source of all truth. He will come to you from the Father and will tell you about me. John sixteen seven. nevertheless I tell you it is expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you so Jesus had to ascend into heaven in order for the Holy Spirit to return in order for his spirit to return back and indwell dwell in them it is a seal of ownership when you get the Holy Spirit in your life God owns you you have now become God's property that could be the name of a famous album someday, maybe. God's property. Okay? You become God's property. So listen, when the devil is tormenting you, when he's torturing you, when he's harassing you, when he is, is tempting you, he's tempting God's property. You need to, we we got to have this revelation. We've got to have this revelation that you, we're not walking through life poor paupers. You're walking through life with privilege. Okay, you may not drive a Lamborghini. Okay, you may not drive a Maserati. You may drive an old beat-up pickup truck. Gets 13 miles a gallon. Thank God gas is 240. Listen, 13 miles a gallon at $4 is very expensive. You might have old clothes you might not have the nicest of house you might live in the wrong neighborhood on the wrong side of the tracks what am I saying we're walking through with spiritual privilege we walk through life and when we have bad reports from the doctor we say God's my healer when we have a bad day God you're my you're my sunshine you're my blessing today I'm gonna trust in you when we get bad news we have a fight we we have we have problems everybody has problems we get tempted he's my shield he's my shelter he's my provider he's my advocate he's my high priest he's my judge amen so we have God in our lives and he owns us Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 in whom also you have heard the word of truth the glad tidings the gospel of your salvation and have believed this is middle of page 5 in and adhere to and relied on him were were stamped with the seal of the long promised holy spirit that spirit is the guarantee of your inheritance the first fruits the pledge the foretaste the down payment of on your inher- heritage in anticipation of its full redemption and the acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory now for 2 Corinthians 121, he has also appropriated and acknowledged us as by his by putting his seal upon us and giving us his Holy Spirit in our hearts as a security deposit and guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. What we have in the Holy Ghost is just the earnest of our inheritance. That's what King James calls it. Now, this is where I stopped last time because I, I explained to you that I used to think that when you did a real estate Transaction or bought a house that the earnest money was the down payment. That's not true When you go to buy a place and you have a down payment, they want five percent ten percent twenty percent Used to be twenty percent, but now suburbans cost more than houses did Can you believe that? There are people that buy houses cars now that was more than the first house that I paid for Wow so anyway the earnest of our inheritance earnest money is when you sign a contract and you're gonna buy a piece of land or a house or a piece of property and let's just say that 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 piece of property is is priced at $200,000 So what you do is you sign a purchase agreement. And in the purchase agreement, there are stipulations. The purchase agreement says you're going to agree to, between you and the seller, you're going to agree for a 45-day or 30-day grace period or or period of time that you're going to go and secure a loan for the amount of this purchase. And the seller agrees to give you that time frame and says "We, we cannot sell this to anybody else until your this deal is complete and then you write a check for earnest money and you can hold a two hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand dollar piece of property for a thousand bucks you like that Macy because a two hundred thousand dollar piece of property at twenty percent is forty thousand dollar deposit But you can hold it up for 45 or 60 days however long you both agree to with just earnest money just a little sliver of money The Holy Spirit in our lives is just a little sliver of what God has for us It's just a little sliver of what God has planned for our lives. It's not a deposit It's not a down payment. It is just a sliver of what God's wanting to do in our lives Listen, I've been, I will have been in, filled with the Holy Ghost in this year, this coming June, long time, 40 years, 40 years. I got the Holy Ghost coming up 40 years ago, and it's better now than it was then. It just gets better, doesn't it, Sister Teresa? It just gets better. Every day it just gets better. All right, so it is a seal of ownership, it is a witness, verse or page 5 at the bottom, that we dwell in him and he in us. 1 John 3, 24. We dwell in him and he in us. 1 John three twenty-four. All who keep his commandments, who obey his orders and follow his plan, live and continue to live, to stay in and abide in him and he in them. They let Christ be a home to them And they are home of Christ and by this we know and understand and have the proof that he really lives and makes his home in us by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us so guess what I live in Jesus and Jesus lives in me in him I move I dwell and have my being right here so when I get up in the morning and I got to go to Walmart Tracy Allen Zimmerman Jesus is walking into Walmart. When I'm working somewhere, okay, Tracy Allen Jesus Zimmerman Jesus is working. Yesterday, yesterday, I had to go get food at the food bank. Do you know that it was sun shining here yesterday morning when I left? And I got to Assumption and there was a little skift of snow on the ground. And I got to Decatur, and there was about three inches of snow on the ground. And by the time I got to to Bloomington-Normal, there was nine inches on the ground. And I'm telling you, I thought I had died and went to the winter wonderland because it was on the trees. It had weighted the trees down. It It was beautiful. I hate snow, okay? I hate snow. I'm telling you, I found something beautiful yesterday that I hate. That snow, it was beautiful yesterday. I took pictures. I sent. I even took a video. Listen, I I got my camera. I did like you people do. I recorded something driving down the road, and I sent it to all my family members. And I said, "Yes, Marcus, I am working today." Because Marcus will say sometimes, "What did you do today, Dad?" Well, I had a breakfast appointment meeting. And then I had a lunch meeting. And then after the lunch meeting, I went and I sorted siding. And they look at me like, that's your job? At this stage in my life, this is my job. Why? Because I'm living in him, he's living in me. So everywhere I go, I'm in Bloomington, I got Jesus in me. I'm in him. He's in me. We operate together. We work together. You can't get one without the other. That's what your life needs to be. You can't get one without the other. You're going to get Jesus. You're getting me. You get me. You get Jesus. You know? So it's ownership there. And it's a witness that he dwells in us and we dwell in him. 1 John 4.12 Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Galatians 4.6 and because you are sons god hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father and acts 15:8 god knows people's hearts and he confirmed that he accepts gentiles by giving them the holy spirit just as he did us all right so let's finish up this chart why do we need to receive the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit now I say Holy Ghost some people say Holy Spirit all right it's the same thing I'm just used to King James if you don't read from the King James you will not find the word probably ghost in your Bible it'll all be spirit all right if you're Spanish it's Espíritu Santos okay how you like that Espiritu Santos yes So why do we receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit? Number one, it brings peace. It brings rest. Now, in your notes, ret, R-E-A-T, I'm not sure what that is, but it snuck by. All right? It brings rest, peace, and joy. Isaiah 28, 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest of the wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So when people get bad news at work, people get bad news from the doctor, people get bad news about life, people get stressed, people get anxiety, they get anxious, they get all sorts of things. You know what? And they look over at you, and you're as cool as a cucumber. You're just kind of, oh, your whole world may be caving in on you. You may have just got some bad news too, but you know what? You're resting in the Lord because his peace is there in your life. His spirit is there. Romans 14:17. for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. God does not do drama. telling you. Now, I know that nobody in here does drama. It's everybody else that does drama. And we all know those people, right? The only problem is if we talk to them, you may be on their drama list. I don't know. We may be on their drama list, but God doesn't do drama. You know what drama is? you always stirring something up. Everything is always a crisis. You ever met anybody? It's always a crisis. It's always the end of the world. You're always on the precipice of falling off of the world. You're always ready to go off the cliff. You know? It's just... But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, brings us rest, peace, and joy. That's what it says. It gives us goodness, peace, and joy. No drama. It helps us pray. The Holy Spirit helps us pray. Romans 8:26,27. I taught a couple weeks, a couple Wednesday nights several years ago on the Spirit praying with us. The ministry, if you want to if you don't remember that or you'd want to hear a, a pretty thorough teaching on that, go back to the podcast. You know we have a podcast? How many of you know we have a podcast? Three. All right. How many of you know we have radio broadcast? Four. All right. How many of you know that we meet on Sundays and Wednesdays here? Okay. Good. Makes me feel better. All right. I got most of you. Good. Good. If you go back, to the, you go back to the. I gotta just. You, you, you just gotta understand my life. All right. If you go back to the podcast, it's a two-part series called The Ministry of Tongues. Ministry of Tongues Part 1 and Ministry of Tongues Part 2. If you would so kindly, if you would like to go through that, I go into detail how the Spirit helps us pray. Because listen, I don't have time to get into it right now, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you pray in tongues, you pray perfect prayer. Look at your neighbor and say, perfect. Look back at him and say, just like you. Did you guys do that on the front row? You didn't look like you did there. Thursday, 6 o'clock in my office. Amen. Wow. I had to gift you another book. Amen. Addie, I gave you guys that book. Been looking at it? That's one's pretty intense, isn't it? Say, my Lord, the pastor gave us this book. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to praying, okay? Let's get back to praying. All right. You pray perfect prayer when you pray in tongues. Why? Because you're praying God's will. Romans 8, 26. Watch. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Anybody ever been there? But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. When you pray in the Spirit, you pray God's will. That's why when I come in here to pray or when I pray wherever I'm at, when I'm praying, I'm praying 90%, 95% tongues and 5% English. If you do it, I'm telling you, you're going to get strong. You're going to get strong in the Lord. I don't have it on this paper. Jude chapter 1, because there's only one chapter in Jude, verse 20. You build up your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So there we go. Now let's go on. 1 Corinthians 14. 14. This is a good one. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. And I will sing with the understanding also. So there are times when you pray in tongues, your understanding is unfruitful. You don't know what you're saying. And the devil is going to tell you, you're crazy. Okay? But let him tell you that because you know that when he moves his lips, he's what? Lying. So apparently you must be on to something or he wouldn't be after you about that. So he said, here you are, and all you've done for, for an hour in here, pastor, is you've walked around, you've sat over here on the pew, stuck your legs up on the pew, you went and crawled underneath him, laid on the floor, you know you've done all this stuff. See, thank God there's not cameras in here filming me while I'm praying in here. And, and you think that God's going to hear you? You've walked around the pews like Jericho seven times, seven more times. You think the walls are going to fall down? You know, I go down the pews and I shoot fire down each pew. That's what I do in my prayer time when I'm really crazy in here. And he says, you prayed 95% in tongues. And I said, you know what? And I've had the Holy Ghost almost 40 years and I don't care. Get on out of here because this is how I pray. If it it didn't bother him, he wouldn't gripe about it, right? How many of you complain about stuff that doesn't bother you? Let me put that back in English for you. How many of you complain about things that do not bother you? What do you complain about? Okay. That, am I doing this in Spanish? I wish I, I, wish I was trilingual. I'd I tell you in English. I'd tell you in Spanish. I'd tell you in French. If I knew Swahili, I, I'd know baha." All right? We do not complain about anything that does not bother us. We complain about something that bothers us. So when the devil complains to you, you are bothering him. Hey, now that's good. I can send you home right now. That is like whipped cream and a cherry on top. That's like sneaking to the refrigerator. And praying nobody sees you. Yes. Do you do that? Ladies don't do that, do they? All right. The devil is going to complain about things that bother him. So that's why you pray. And so when he complains, you know you're on the right track. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's good, Pastor. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Gangs. Gangs. So it gives us praying time. Here's Jude. Here's the one I alluded to. We do have it in here. Jude, verse 20. Top of verse or page 8. Now remember, these papers can go home with you tonight because we're done with this lesson. But you, beloved, building up your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more your faith grows. If you, like, okay, so if you want to get bulked out, you know, you eat protein, you take creatine. What else you take? What else you take? Hershey's chocolate powder. Huh? And let me tell you something. Now, I know where Caitlin's from, it's Borden's, but we don't have Borden's here. So every now and then, I have to treat our, my family to a gallon of Prairie Farms chocolate milk. Can I get a witness? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's just, it, it's wonderful, Dan. When you've got a body like this, you need syrup. Because as you get older, you want to make sure everything sticks together. Syrup. It is syrup, but it's good. Right? Okay. So, how do we get on chocolate milk? Oh, building up yourself. Building up yourself. So I'm, I'm going to the gym. I'm in front of the mirror. You're building up yourself. Why? You're lifting weights because it's causing resistance on your muscles, and your muscles then fill up with blood, and then all that blood brings life, and then your muscles begin to grow. And then suddenly, you wear you, the 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 T-shirts that you bought two sizes too small are starting to get really tight around your arms, and you just walk around. There's no lie, okay? I'm telling you the truth. About a hundred percent of everything I tell you here. While I'm preaching, is truth, okay? Just so you know, the pastor tells the truth. I went to Bible college with a guy, and he walked around like this. And I was bigger than he was. I'm like, God, does he have a disease that his arms won't go down by his side? But he was the same guy that sat right beside me. In eight eight o'clock class he would clean it out from underneath his fingernails and I'm not telling you where he put all that out from underneath his fingernails yes yes in his mouth yes fortunately that, that might have caused that Hey, walk up to you and say hey hey Zimmy how you doing oh I'm doing okay isn't it crazy the things you experience in college and you grow up and it's like wow that's crazy he, got, he does have a strong stomach yes absolutely makes you all- <coughs> but you build up your faith with, through resistance and you build up your faith when you when you're uh, adding things supplements to it you pray in the Holy Ghost you're building up your faith you want to be strong in God Pray in tongues a lot. Pray in tongues a lot. Okay, gives us power to witness. I'm going to be done here. Gives us power to witness. Uh, Acts 1, eight: you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Acts 4.31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. The Holy Ghost teaches, it guides, it shows us things to come. John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John sixteen thirteen. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Page 9, he gives you power over the enemy. Isn't that awesome? The Holy Ghost gives you power over the enemy. You're not some you know, neglected orphan somewhere, man. You walk around with purpose. You're a king's kid. Luke 10:19. behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and the physical and mental strength and ability of... Over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. Hey, you might be a double thumper, but really be happy because your name's in heaven. That's just a fringe benefit you get to wipe the devil out every now and then. See? You see how we're walking here? Some people walk around, the devil's been beating me up, the devil's been attacking me, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, devil, and you know what? I just whipped the devil twice today. Last time I took him on a 65-mile ride, I strapped him in a seatbelt, said, shut up, you're riding. Get in the car, and I said, now what I'm going to do for the next 65 miles is I'm going to show you that I got the Holy Ghost back in 1981. I'm going to speak in tongues for the next 65 miles. every now and then look over and say have you had enough yet you want some more you talk like that you got to brothers and sisters you have God in you you know that look at your neighbor and say you got God in you look at your neighbor to see no heads moving you got God in you Alex you got God in you you're supposed to tell me that back Thanks. All right. You got God in you. No, you got God in you. We got God in us. All right? We got God in us. Come on. We're conquerors. He gives us power over the enemy. The Holy Ghost gives us power over the enemy. Isaiah 59:19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. 1 John 4, 1-4 Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know we the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof you have heard that it should should come and even now already is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome. Everybody say overcome. You've overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me give you this free uh, tidbit here. When you're casting out a devil, okay, when you're casting out a devil and you want to check and see if that person's been delivered, you you say, let's give the Lord some praise. If that person cannot give the Lord praise, they ain't delivered yet. How about that? How do you know that, pastor? Because verse 2 says, Hereby know we the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. If they cannot praise the Lord, you've seen them. You see people that try, you're, you're trying to get the devil out of them, and they you say, give the Lord some praise. And they can't. They can't. Immediately. And, and you know, when, a, when someone is delivered from an unclean spirit, from a demon, is immediately, man, I'm telling you, tears begin to flow, worship begins to come. Boom, you can tell they're free. All right, that didn't cost you any extra. I'm not even going to pass the basket around again on that one. It's free. Last one, opens the door to other gifts of the Spirit. Look, guys, you've got to have the Holy Ghost in order to have the gifts of the Spirit. Acts, or that's 1 Corinthians chapters 12 and 14. Now notice where Paul teaches about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians, right? 1 Corinthians, when was that church founded? That was founded in the book of Acts. About what, verse, chapter 16 maybe? When Paul was at Corinth? Yeah? So Acts chapter 16, the Corinthian church was founded... And this letter, the letter from to the first Corinthians, or the to the letter to the Corinthians came from Paul, verse chapters twelve and fourteen talk about the gifts of the Spirit. In between the two chapters is sandwiched 1 Corinthians chapter th- 13. You know what that is? Come on, Oh, you, lo- you you all love that one. You know what First Corinthians thirteen is? What chapter? It's the love chapter. When I was growing up we had the love boat. The love boat promises something for everyone. I still know the words to that stupid song. Set a course for adventure, your mind on a new romance. And right after that, you know what came on after the love boat? What, Bernie? Fantasy Island the plane the plane that the plane plane Okay, never mind kids. You don't even understand that's when television that's when you had three channels and watched it all night long Now you have 5,000 channels and can't find anything to watch But the gifts of the Spirit you have to have the Holy Ghost in order to have the gifts of the Spirit How many ever made coffee cake? without coffee you see what I'm saying people say "Oh, I got the gift of the Spirit oh you have the Holy Ghost no but I got the gifts Dude, you cannot have the gifts if you don't have the gift you cannot have the gifts if you do not have the gift Okay, now there's nine, there's nine prevalent gifts in a, in a church setting. Okay, you have the gift of tongues, there's vocal gifts, three vocal gifts. The gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. That's three. You have the gifts of knowledge. You have the gift, the word of knowledge. Okay, Prophet Tom, when he comes here, prays, word of knowledge. You have the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. And what's the other one? Discerning spirits. Yes, tongues is vocal. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning spirits. And then the last three are called the uh, gifts of healing. Working in miracles, gifts of healing, gift of faith. Faith is a spiritual gift. You ever notice how some people just have like nuclear faith? Then they operate in the gift of faith. And then there's also another. Uh, probably 18 spiritual gifts that work in administration and service in the church body. Okay, you have the gift of hospitality. You have the gift of administration and leadership. You have the gift of um, celibacy. Yes, a spiritual gift. There are some people that live a life, a single life As unto the Lord, and they're totally fine with it. How about it? Let's all stand. There you go. It couldn't have got any better tonight. Had good presence of the Lord. Got anointed for 21. Learned about the gifts. You can't have a coffee cake if you don't have coffee. How are you going to have taco salad if you don't have any tacos? You guys are one of the hardest Wednesday nights I've had all year, okay? In fact, you're the first Wednesday night all year, right? Okay, so don't forget this weekend. I need some men to help me Friday night at the food pantry, okay? If you can help me Friday night at the food pantry, because we got to lift boxes, open boxes, and, and break down the boxes for food pantry ministry on Saturday morning. So then if you can... Can help me, man, if you can help me Saturday morning, be here about 8:30, 8: 15, 8:30. and then by what are we done by Johnny? 10:30 or so? Yep, yeah. Johnny's been faithful helping me, and he's gone Saturdays now. He's under arrest, working on his continuing education. He'll be a priest. <laughs> Actually a hospital chaplain, okay, you not know, a priest. We'll see. Maybe he will be a priest. I don't know. All right, so if you can help out with that, let me know. Men, Friday night, uh, 5.30 here Friday night and 8.30, 8.15, 8.30 Saturday. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you, God, for your wonderful presence that we experienced. Lord, this was a rehydration. We got moisturized all over again in your presence and your glory. Keep your hand on my brothers and sisters as they go home. Bless their homes, Lord, with your peace and your presence. Bless their families and and their loved ones, Lord, with your plan and destiny and will for their lives. Lead us and guide us into the perfect will that you have for us. Fill us with your spirit, with your power day by day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your papers home with you. Amen. If you don't want to take them home with you, take them out of the sanctuary. and.